0: Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about meeting people where they are at. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wake TV. So today, we're going to talk about meeting people at where they are. Um, I think this is a great topic. Um, While we are providing service to others, no matter what we are doing, we tend to look at the, what people need by our perspective, but sometimes it's different. So me and the Sue both experienced this um, in personal life and then we thought this is a good topic to share. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you want me to start?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So um, I have this client who, uh, and as I've told, people in the past, I, I am a quantum healer and I do uh QHHT and BQH um, beyond quantum healing and quantum healing hypnosis technique. And um, so normally when someone comes to me for a session, it, it has to do with hypnosis. Okay. But I also offer other services. I do spiritual counseling. Um, I was a counselor for a lot of years as a social worker and I do dream interpretation and energy work. Okay. In a nutshell. So I have this client who uh, it's, it's becoming clear, but it's only taken me what, eight months, Erica, to figure out Mm -hmm. that, um, (laughs) He doesn't necessarily want hypnosis um, or maybe there's a fear there. I don't know. There could be a lot of reasons why someone is not ready for hypnosis. And um, so it was actually my husband today uh, and he knows this person. Uh, they, they are going to do business together. So it's a different relationship, but we're all friends anyway, who said to me, um, well, you know, Maybe uh, the reason he talks about multiple sessions is because he he would rather do some counseling. You know, there's there's a lot uh, that you have to offer him there. And I mean, the last time I talked to him just as a friend, it was, you know, four hours. So uh, and it was all about relationships and things like that. So it wasn't really filtering in my brain because I had this impression in my mind that I had to get him under hypnosis so he could heal. He's got a lot of physical problems. And, um, you know, it was my idea that, well, this is how our work together should go because I want to see him healed, you know, and I was seeing him through my lens of what I want for him. And, you know, This is a good reminder for me that any practitioner or even if you're just being a friend to somebody, we have to keep in mind that what we want for them is not necessarily what they need or what they want. And um, also, uh, we have to pay attention to the signs of what they're ready for, okay? Just because we think maybe they're ready for this particular type of treatment or information or advice, maybe they're not ready for it yet. And, um, so that's for me, uh, my lesson recently, and it's, it's a, it's an age old therapy concept, which is meeting the meeting the person where they are. Um, so in other words, if this person comes to me and tells me, I don't want to talk about my childhood. I don't want to talk about what happened or the abuse or, you know, whatever it is. You know, a lot of therapists have in their mind that, well, we got to get to that, which is the basis of whatever else is going on in their life, or where their Mm -hmm. difficulties lie. Um, But if they tell me, I don't want to talk about that, then I have to respect that and say, okay, let's meet them right now where they are. What are the issues going on in your life and help people find steps to work through that and and right exactly where they are you know because the past has a lot to do with any dysfunction that we have going on in our lives it does um it comes from somewhere right whether it's a past lifetime or it's it's your past as your younger years um it really really has an effect on what our current circumstances are however if we don't if we're not ready to deal with that yet and we meet somebody where they are and help them with, with the basics of listening and seeing what it is, why why things keep repeating in their lives or why they struggle in certain areas. You know, get help them to see it themselves by being the listener, by being um, the mirror, right? You know, saying things back to them that you hear. And that sort of thing, um, it helps them to understand where they are and what they want to change. Okay, and then that turns their personal power on because they feel more able to move forward in a way that works for them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I so even out of the counseling and helping and therapy and energetic healing. Arenas. If if you know you're a person who doesn't offer any of those services, but you really want to be a friend to somebody, that's something to keep in mind also, because um, you know, a lot of times, uh, really, what a person wants to do is just come and talk to you and let it out and and just hear it in their own voice so that they can be very clear on what's going on with them and we do them a huge favor by holding what holding a space means is i'm going to sit and listen to you i'm going to give you this gift from me which is me listening to you active listening not just passive oh uh-huh yeah you know like really listening and hearing and then if the person says you know well, what do you think? Or I'm not sure what to do with this. What's your opinion? You know, then they're extending the invitation to give uh, for us who have been holding the space and actively listening to go ahead and then say, well, you know, if it was me, I might think about this, or I might consider that, or have you considered this or that, right? You can suggest by asking a question. And because then they're still in the power seat where they can go well yeah i have considered that but i haven't done that for these reasons right so they're still doing their narrative they're in their personal power and you know you're allowing them to to use you as a sounding board to figure it out for themselves
0: yeah that's what i use for conversational hypnosis during my coaching session and then um Actually, they technique you have to go through uh, in order for them to have a clarity while talking, you know to me. But that is a great method. And uh, often, you know, unless the person is extremely codependent on something, they feel much better if they can figure it out by themselves while well, we are providing whatever the service we can. You know what I mean? Have you ever experienced that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a fellow from um, Texas who (laughs) I I did everything I could to hypnotize him. And then he tells me afterwards that, uh, well, I can't be hypnotized. He wasn't there to be hypnotized. He was there to have a friend listen and remind him of you know, certain things I don't I don't want to say too much because, you know, this it wasn't a client, it was a friend. But at the same time, I tried so hard to hypnotize him. And then he ends up telling me I didn't you know, Dolores Cannon came into my mind and said, You're assuming he's here to be hypnotized. And I la- I had to laugh at myself because I said in my mind, Yes, I did. Thank you. And then I brought him out of hypnosis or the semi state of hypnosis that he was in. And then we just talked, you know, for about four more hours. So, you know, we have to listen and um, really hear what a person's asking for. And that's not always easy. So, I mean, the other thing is, um, you know, if a person says to you, you know, I want this session, um, it might be a good idea to ask them, okay, so tell me what you know about this particular type of therapy and what are your expectations, you know, see what they say. Yeah. It's, it's amazing when you ask somebody a question rather than making a statement, how much they're willing to tell you what they really think about something or what they really believe or what their fears are.
0: Definitely. I just had a a diagnostic call with a client and then she wanted to have a clarity on your 20 frame situation. So usually when I do my coaching and everything, all my clients said, "Oh my god, like all oh, this program was my program. It's so like providing so much clarity. And then my 20 frame regression is uh, one of the reasons why they got absolute clarity. So I was kind of assuming that she might want it. I wasn't pushing for it. But she kind of ended up after the talk, like, oh, I just want a classic record reading. Which to me, after I was going through a bunch of clients, that's not enough clarity by looking at a bunch of people and what they're going through. But that's what she wanted. So I was like, okay, let's do that. But the point is, um, you know, some people want certain things, not just because from our professional point of view, uh method A is like, let's say my twin flame regulation, the most effective one to get the absolute clarity. And then person one, classic record session, which is lesser degree, you know. Um, then like, you know, as far as it comes to, um, you are experiencing the actual past life with your twin, you know, with your experience or getting the some kind of a soul contract information through third party, which is me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the feeling of getting the realistic information, you you are feeling it, you are experiencing it, you are like there to seeing each scene of past life. To me, that's what I want. And majority of my clients want, right? But like you say, you can't really assume you know, this is the best way and you should do that. I never push, but the point is like, that is exactly like meeting the people where they are at. And then, you know, you guys do provide whatever the service, it can be spiritual service, whatever the service you provide on your job, right? And it is very important to one, observe them and two, like Sue said, listen to them and then don't push too much. Like, even, like, for the people who are sales profession, I realize someone who is top person, they're a good listener, not someone who is aggressively selling, selling, selling. Yeah. You
1: know, you know I've noticed that a lot in, um uh, like, movies and uh, uh, series, you know, that you can get on Netflix or whatever. That seems to be a theme that's coming out now um, where – People, especially family members, um, they have these ideas that they keep pushing on the individual because they think that's what's best for them. And then the individual stands up for themselves and says, no, I know what's best for me and I'm doing it this way. And, you know, like it or lump it sort of uh, dynamic, which and, you know, in the shows, usually the family member comes around and goes, well, okay, you know, I'm going to (laughs) respect what you're choosing and um
0: so every- family member if they can admit like instead of saying oh you're gonna fail
1: exactly By Yeah, the way,
0: that's my mom's response
1: uh, <laughs> so if i go yeah.
0: against like what she thinks <laughs> the best for my life right um so those of you might have that kind of uh situation like right? could be in marriage could be with your parents but after you carefully consider what you want to do in uh relationship or your career or whatever that is you know what you want in deep down and then you keep on doing somebody else want you to do that's living by their expectation mm-hmm. and then when you know time to I i don't know i don't really think we'll die after we move to 5d but let's put it a more real example of that
1: so when you
0: comes to the time of dying I and mean, then going through your life, and you don't want to regret that you lived your life by somebody else's direction and somebody else's expectation, and you yeah. feel, you feel somebody else's dream instead of your own.
1: Right, right. I yeah. I think that's a universal theme that um you know with the shift and people ascending, and, which to me just means remembering who we are. Um, As we remember more and more, we start to realize that, uh, oh, yeah, you know, this thing we call the matrix, um, which to me is really just an agreed upon reality, um, had all these um, suppositions, all these rules, all these, well, this is. You know, and, and it was kind of applied for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and there was even a time in human history where um, people that were born with um, mental, uh, I hate the word disabilities, but, you know, mental uh, challenges that weren't able to you know, go to school, finish school, um, you know, get, get a job and get married and then, you know, have 2.5 kids they were society's problem and they, you know, society people in society were trying to get rid of them,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: the whole, um, eugenics and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So, you know, it was very much, um, an agreed upon, uh, thing that humanity was being taught, you know, chose to go through so that we could explore separation. And then eventually we could realize that not every, uh formula fits every person so then we are waking up to individuality and what and learning to go in our heart space and find what what uh drives us what we're interested in what we want to be and how we want to live our lives so that's you know the ascension is the remembering and so now that we're remembering that we each have the power to you know create our lives in reality, the way we want it to be, um, we have to set some boundaries. And, you know, that includes with practitioners, you know, like you and me, Erica, I mean, it's, if, if I'm not hearing somebody, uh, when they come in, or I make an assumption about something, I have to check myself and go, wait a minute, this may not be exactly what this person is wanting. So maybe I need to talk to them a little bit more, like you said, you do, you know, you explore with them, what are you really here for? You know, yes, the Twin Flame course attracted you to my work, but what is it you're really wanting? And you picked up on that very quickly, and that's great. Um, So for me, it was um, just a reminder. Uh, And sometimes my personal preference for what I do uh, comes into play. So that's what I'm learning, you know, because I really love doing the quantum healing sessions, and I would prefer to do... um, hypnosis session with people because it's just to me it's very exciting I did a lot of years counseling and counseling can be quite uh energy intensive if you know what I mean and um so I don't always have a lot of patience with that anymore because I am busy in my own life right I'm busy creating my own um reality but if that's what a particular client needs and you know I'm not going to sign up for years and years of therapy because I quit that a long time ago. But if I can do a couple of um, therapy sessions with somebody and then eventually they're ready to do uh, maybe some hypnosis, then good. Or maybe they only want one session, um, you know, a therapy session and then they're good to go. They're back in their own power and they're moving forward. So for me, I'm just admitting that (laughs) I do have my preferences And so we have to kind of, you know, especially practitioners, but also as friends and family members, we have to meet people's, you know, if they're coming to us and we truly want to help and we really want to hold space for them, we have to listen very closely to what it is they really want and, and what they're hoping for from us. There, there also comes a time where if somebody wants Something that we're not able or willing to provide for them that, you know, we have to be honest about that and, well, this just, this is not the service that I provide. Or, you know, if it's a friend, you have to set boundaries and say, you know, I have, I have this amount of time I I can devote to this and then, um, you know, I've got other things on my plate, you know, so we have to set our boundaries too.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. So those of you who are parents, I do recommend you guys to read a book of Jim Rogers. I I don't particularly remember the title right now because I blanked out, but he wrote a book about uh, For My Children or something like that. And it's a good parenting book. And I do agree on his parenting book 100%. Like he's a first person um, who is aligned by how to raise kids the way I see it and hundred percent like same vibe. So like, you know, I'm not parents yet, but whole point is when you have a kid, you do have expectations, you do have emotions, how you want to direct your kids toward a certain kind of direction. You might want to, because you don't want your kids to get harm or, you know, meet difficulties or challenges or whatever the reason, right? but to me that's not always helpful because even though the parents are not uh, intentionally trying to manipulate the kids or directing kids the way they think they should go to but like kids are individual yeah it's between you and your husband but they are not your dog or they are not your cat you know they are individual human beings. you you got gift from the creator to raise them at a certain age but they have their individual want individual thought individual wishes individual life purpose to begin with so it is very important to see them as separate human beings not extension of you or you know too much emotion toward toward it because sometimes it can be very harmful because Mm. I do talk to um, clients, you know, some of them decided to get that, whatever the job they are doing and they're considering to change their job, what they really want to do. But that was something they're expected to do.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. great points. Um, I just looked it up. I see under Jim Rogers, uh, two books in particular, Raising Good Humans no,
0: no, and
1: no. the uh, the other one by jim rogers is a gift to my children
0: yeah that one. that's a good children. one yeah that's
1: and right. he's got a couple other well stop yelling love me more please mom oh no that's a different person sorry 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 yeah. i was thinking that title was odd anyway um uh, excellent yeah. points to my
0: children that's a great book because yeah. um he's a great dad and then I feel like the way we can em- emulate as much as how he raised his kid, you can be a great parent. You know, all we want is um, their happiness. And then I think kids can be happy when they discover what they really want to do
1: yeah absolutely
0: it's not the bias telling them oh you have to go to this school and you have to be friends with these people and then you have to get this job because our family is like lawyer for years yeah you know what I mean unless kids want to or we're
1: all military men so you have to be a military man too you know that sort of thing and and I think the reason people project onto their children those kind of things is because they're trying to live their lives through them maybe there's some deficiency that they perceive in their own life Oh, they wish they had done this or that or they're so happy with what they've done they just assume that their kid wants to do it too and you know like you said Erica we have to respect each child as a separate soul uh that has a soul plan and a mission for this life and they have wants and dreams just like we do too and it may have nothing to do with what our wants and dreams are i used to see it when i was coaching all the time uh as a baseball coach you know i don't want to say just fathers it was you know the intensity usually came from the fathers but some of the mothers were just as intense it's it's like (laughs) they would just you know they would do it in a different way. Right. But they would be so cutthroat, um, about their kids, you know, competitive and cutthroat, you know, putting other kids down, um, putting thoughts in their kids' minds about the other kids and how, how to win all the time and everything. And, it's because they wanted their kid to be a, a you know a, eventually get a baseball scholarship or be a pro or or whatever i mean do you know the the statistical possibility of anybody you know in your high school or all those growing up years becoming a professional anything it, it's like very very small
0: percent right
1: very small chance um and for us to push that onto our kids now, there's there is such a thing as, um, you know, when they express an interest in something like if they want to take up the cello or they're going to study science or they're, gonna, you know, whatever it happens or sports of some kind, um, being enthusiastic with them about that choice um, and being supportive of them. But then if we turn it into our dream instead of theirs, that's crossing the line
0: yeah and also like you know uh when you are not comfortable with certain ethnicity uh, for your kids to go out with get married to that's like you are crossing the boundaries if your kids want to go out with certain kind of people from certain kind of race or religion let them go through with that because that's not your life it's okay if you're not comfortable with it personally but your kids are more open. Your kids want to be friends with all sort of different kind of people, want to have a family with all sort of different kind of people. That's fine. We are like shifting to five D, right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm i thinking of this one family um that we're friends with. And uh, I remember when the daughter went, in, went through this stage of uh, wanting to be like gothic, I guess, they, goth. I think they call it, yeah. You know, all the dark clothes, black hair, piercings, you know, moody. And, um, I was talking with a mom and at one point, and, um, so I don't know what's going on. She was never interested in this stuff. Oh. And I said, well, you know, maybe there's absolutely nothing wrong. It's just that she needs to know that you're willing to allow her to, to express that part of herself. And, you know once she does, maybe she'll decide, okay, I've had enough of that and I'll go back, or, or maybe that's just who she is. You know, that's how her personality is. So, anyway, long story short, she did that for maybe a year and a half around there, mm-hmm. and then she just went back to being the you know, like she was before, and much to her parents, really. Although, you know, there's a lesson in that too. It's like if your children you know, shift themselves because they figured out what their identity is in this moment point. Um, you know, it's not up to us to decide if it's forever or if it's just for this moment point or this series of moment points. It's it's really up to them. Yeah. So I, I know my friend was relieved when she stopped doing the goth thing. But on the other hand, um, I think she also figured out that it wasn't so bad when she was going through the goth thing, because You know, when the girl realized that her mother was accepting of her one way or the other, her personality changed uh, in the sense that she was able to relax and just be her happy self. Didn't matter what she was wearing on the outside or what she was projecting to the rest of the world. She didn't have to have the attitude anymore because she was being accepted.
0: Yeah. So any last tip for our viewers um, to do this?
1: My biggest tip is just, you know, when you're talking or working with or providing services with anybody, just remember the level of freedom that you wish you always had as a child, or that you remember having had had, you know, maybe you come from a background where your parents were super supportive of whatever your choices were, and you enjoyed that freedom, you know, just keep that in mind. Or if you were a kid that didn't, wasn't allowed to make your own choices you know imagine what you would have appreciated and then be that for the other person right yeah be be free uh with allow them to be free and you know guide us let them guide you let them guide us where we can be of assistance um yeah and you know if they're asking for something that you can't do or you just don't have the time uh you know the amount of time that they're you're asked they're asking for and all that kind of stuff you have to be honest about that and say you know i'm willing to commit this amount of time or we can meet every week at you know on tuesday at seven o'clock you
0: know, whatever
1: works for your schedule but uh, you know don't overcommit yourself if what they want is something you can't offer but on the other hand. Um, you know, it's up to these folks that are coming to us for assistance to set the pace and to let you know where they are. And if you need to ask more questions to get clarity um, on how to help them, then do it. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. So my tip is to look at them as an the individual, no matter who they are, closer your relationship with to the person, you know, often people project, but... Remember, they are not you, right? So, especially when you come from uh, a not-freedom background, you understand how much you you cherish individuality. So, individuality, you call freedom, and if you give freedom to people you love, what's gonna happen is you're gonna end up having a close relationship. If you dictate that person's life, you're not gonna share too much about their lives. Right? No one wanna get dominated and controlled and dictated. So that's including your kids, including your husband, wife. You know your family member, wh- whoever you're dealing with. Right? Okay. So next week, uh, Sue and I are gonna bring a in more interesting topic. Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe, and we see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. So, we see you guys next week. Bye.